Hello and welcome to another Fuzz on Film commentary. This time for the masterpiece that is 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, if you haven't already started the film, take this podcast back to the start and start at the same time you start the film and then carry on. Yes. <laughs> yes. That should be you golden seeing this wonderful crawl of setting up what passes for a story. Yes, it's, it's just occurred to me that this is now. Yes, this is now. Sick. It's contemporary. It's, uh, apparently the world is threatened by a new plague, the rap singer Nass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, I mean, data pirates, of course, are the, are the worst. Okay. Yes. We should, per- we should perhaps introduce ourselves, I suppose. I'm Scott Morris. Yes, oh, I'm no, the, the info was... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm the Craig- one talking over most. <laughs> I'm Craig Eastman. Sorry, I was just thrown by the fact that Infowars scroll past there, which I'm assuming means Alex Jones has something to do with this. <laughs> mm, there you go. Mnemonic couriers. What, do you have something against wet wire brain implants, do you? Yes, yes, I do. They're a health and safety nightmare. Yeah, everybody knows electricity and water don't mix. Here we go. I had forgotten exactly how realistic its uh, internet <laughs> <laughs> adaptations were. I mean, this is this is literally how it's going to look. Hang on, so now. in the second decade of the 21st century, but this is apparently just said it's 2021. That'll be the third decade of the 21st century then. Yes, yes it would. <laughs> I'm not going to let little things like very basic arithmetic errors get in the way of enjoyment, surely. <laughs> you are, of course, making the rash supposition that there will be enjoyment, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> there will be enjoyment or there will be cocaine. Now, Drew, you've never seen this film before, uh, or so you claim. He's got a tattoo of it, everybody. <laughs> I know, I, I have seen this film before, I just don't remember anything about it. All ah, right, I've seen bits of it. I don't think I've seen this. If I have, I've certainly blocked it from my memory. Is it, um, it has a very sort of 1980s aesthetic rather than mid-90s, actually. Mm. It's a little bit of lighting, I think. You're suggesting it looks like a cheap porno? <laughs> This being the uh, only feature film directed by Robert Longo. Should I know the name? Yes, he was the director of Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, we established that, but... Yes. No, he he directed um, a couple of music videos. Oh, Udo Kier. The uh, the cornerstone of any quality movie production. <laughs> um, yeah, he directed a couple of music videos. I think New Order's Substance, REM's Pop Screen, uh, and then an episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt. And then Johnny Mnemonic landed on his lap, and then curiously, he was never heard from again. <laughs> Are you suggesting the data assassins got him? Either that or NAS. <laughs> There's, um, 
Now Keanu Reeves has this reputation for, for not being the smartest, nice guy apparently, but not the smartest of fellows. I just wonder if this has come about because he doesn't really understand the postal service. <laughs> because um, the script is rumoured to have been dumped on his doorstep, a tactic that piqued his interest and led to him accepting the role of Johnny. It's like, that's just the mail, mate. That's mm. just a rubbish postman. That's also how famous people end up dying from anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I missed all of that wonderful exposition there. We are so angry, we're going to wave our hands very, very slightly. I mean, that's some of the most half-hearted extra work I've ever seen. Just the bit when he's getting out of the car and everybody's just moving their hands so very, very lightly like they're trying to fan (laughs) a wasp. I didn't mind NASA's music all that much, but you certainly got this crowd no, riled. Exactly. Working that crowd. <laughs> so I seem to remember when this came out, there was a great deal of expectation around this movie, uh, not least of all because it's based on a very intriguing uh, William Gibson uh, sh- short story or novel. I short story. Short story, yeah. I was going to say, I know I've read it, but I couldn't remember if it was a novel or short he, story. I don't know. He was, he was quite involved with the writing of it. Unfortunately, when it came to actually shoot it, they put a few of their own ideas in, which yes. uh, rather changed the complexion of it. It's certainly a fascinating concept. I remember way back in the day when I had an Empire subscription and every year they would have uh, an issue where they gave away like a VHS tape with them. Um, what was it? Empire or was it? one of the other magazines and it came with a VHS tape with all of the trailers right. for that year's upcoming films because that's what we had before YouTube um, <laughs> and iTunes trailer store and I remember having before before then having thought the, the concept of this thinking oh brilliant fantastic making a film with Johnny Monic, fantastic um, and then seeing the trailer on the, this video cassette and thinking oh oh oh, oh dear <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure 80 gigabytes must have seemed like a tell of a lot of uh, storage space back then, but... Wow. He can put 160 gigabytes in his brain. That's uh, oh, slightly larger than your average flash drive. Yes, I was going to say, it's a couple of, couple of micro SD cards. I'm just got to think about how ridiculously enormous amount of data that actually seemed back then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember like when early USB sticks came out, there were 128 megabytes and that seemed like lots. Yeah. <laughs> In the area of the floppy disk that's held 1.44 megabytes, I figure that was a ridiculous I, sum. I, I think you'll find it took a while for USB sticks to get to 128 meg. I remember with your Diamond Rio players and stuff, your first MP3 players came out and it was like 8 or 16 was your choice. <laughs> the 
because they'll need that to tell them if someone tries to open the door. I'm telling you something you should already know, it being your job, of course, but. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried because my video paused for a bit there, which I'm assuming you guys didn't experience. No. No, so I'm going to be slightly out of sync now. I'm sure that's going to destroy everyone's enjoyment of this Oscar-worthy... How bad can this film be? It's got Henry Rollins in it. Oh, shit, yes, it has. Mm. <laughs> How I've bad can this film be? It's got Dolph Lundgren in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Udo Kier. <laughs> the hallmarks of quality. Oh, wait, this is the one, this is the awesome one uh, with the um, the ninjas with the crazy laser fibre wires, yes. isn't it? yes. Which we're about to see, I believe. Mm. I look how much um, technology just leapt on in the 90s. It's got this whole contraption here, and just a few short years later, in the future, Keanu Reeves again would be using mini discs to transport all his data. He's going to be sleeping on an airplane now, I think. <laughs> okay, I would say in the in the stakes of an impressive performance by just a jawline, he's no Carl Orban. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I am a few seconds behind you. <laughs> <laughs> just a few short years after Arnie attempted the same thing in Total Recall. <laughs> Arnie didn't become anime, though. No. <laughs> Game over. Your access code is cartoon. Yes. Up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. <laughs> yeah, There's a very early capture. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently at one point Christopher Lambert was being uh, courted for the lead role. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's like... 
how could this film be worse? Oh, there we go, right. Oh, I think you'll find better. <laughs> I suppose it depends very much on your point of view. Just pausing for a spot of mime artistry. <laughs> He's in the box. <laughs> he can't get out of the box. <laughs> That's the best way to stop a nosebleed. Thank you, Sink. <laughs> important information. Yes. Thanks for keeping us in the loop. Now, of course, he gets out of the room here by doing the whole pretending to go down a flight of stairs mime. <laughs> Wait a minute. So now it just seems that um, the Phantom Menace stole its opening from Johnny Mnemonic, the way they went through that door. Mm. <laughs> I'm not so sure the intercutting of anime frames throughout this is really working for it. <laughs> He was dispatched quite easily. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot that gun. You shoot that gun angrily. <laughs> I look at his face like every time um, a bullet fired, it was squeezing his nuts or something. It was like so <laughs> pain firing that gun. I always love it in a movie when someone thinks jumping on the back of an armed person is, uh, you know, as opposed to striking them in the head or trying to twist their neck off. <laughs> uh, their neck off? Yes, twist their neck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your friend's back. some fantastic uh, facial acting going on in this already <laughs> this guy is <laughs> <laughs> it is Christopher Lambert <laughs> So if anything, Newark's got a bit better than it was before. Mm. Nice. 
one of those super futuristic Concorde airplanes there. Hmm. It's quite amusing that we have, in fact, gone backwards since Johnny Mnemonic in that respect. Like, hmm. planes, they got slower then. Yep. Brilliant. Well done. That's technology for you. Armacom, we're evil. Apparently, as well as um, Christopher Lambert being um, attached to this, so is Val Kilmer, um, who decided to do a Batman film instead. <laughs> mm. Really blaming for his choices there. Batman Forever wasn't the wasn't necessarily that much of a get out of jail free card, was it? This, of course, being the reason we're watching this. This is part of, um, associated with our Takeshi Kitano episode. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty tenuous link. Um, Takeshi Kitano's in it, and this is a film we don't really know anything about. <laughs> oh, such insight we always give you. Takeshi Kitano, of course, is another person who the West never really found a proper vehicle for. It's about mm. a couple of attempts, you know, in this. Mm. Brother was yeah, adequate at best. Well, he was he was never touted as a particularly high profile thing, was he? It was it was one of a surprise to me that I don't think anybody in the West really knew who he was. Mm. Unlike someone like John Woo as a director who was had reached some level of popular kind of yeah, well, we say that. I guess it was relatively uh, speaking. I mean, a lot of Kitano's earlier films were not rated at all in Japan. Things like even Violent Cop were not particularly well regarded in Japan. It wasn't mm. until, I think, sometime after his uh, motor scooter accident, which nearly nearly killed him. It was only after that he started becoming particularly popular for his filmmaking in Japan. So yeah. there, there, was, there was possibly a window where he may have been more better regarded than yeah. Wasn't, the, wasn't the scooter on which he had the accident part of his payment for this film? <laughs> I seem to remember that like, being a thing. I don't recall that, but that would be a this is this was a tragic. Repeat. This was before he had the accident, right? Um, hmm. It's strange to think that um, what Takeshi Kitano is actually probably best well known for in this country is people stumbling on um, his game show and sometimes like challenge late at night yeah rather than any of his direction or acting oh Henry 
Well, that scene was sounding like watching a really shit David Bowie video. I was saying to so often it's like, well, what will the future be? Well, we'll know it's the future because people will have mental makeup for reasons. <laughs> yes, and be hugely androgynous. <laughs> well, I've consulted my futurist and he thinks everyone's going to look like absolute tools in the future. <laughs> oh, good. Right, let's have the script. Oh god, ice tea, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Oh my days, I, yeah, I'd forgotten. <laughs> I preferred him when he was a kangaroo. He kind of looked like a predator there. Hasty, of course, the natural enemy of Nas. I wonder what the budget was for this film because they must have spent at least 30 or 40 cents on that last effect Classic Metal Gear tactics going on here. It's hiding in a cardboard box. <laughs> right up the soft palate. <laughs> oh dear.
<laughs> when you're going to shoot, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> None of these people are learning any good lessons here, are they? <laughs> going to be one of those films. <laughs> What's a bridge? It's not headquarters. <laughs> Very basic error. <laughs> He's also he's also leveled right up in his sneaking perk. Just thinking of all the things the world missed. Apparently, there was a um, a game of this made for the Mega CD, which was never released. Mm. A game for the Mega CD that featured lots and lots of full motion video. Um, can't imagine how how great a treat that would have been. <laughs> but it's one hundred twenty eight colors and at least two frames per second. I have no recollection of Dynamire being in this. The only film I remember being in is uh, Starship Troopers. That's the only thing I can closely associate her with as well as Starship Troopers. I know I've seen her in other things, I could not tell you what. Mm. Star Trek Nemesis. Apparently I could tell you what. That's the only other thing I remember. There we go, there's already um, very few minutes into the film we've descended into what can we remember actors in that (laughs) (laughs) wasn't this film. Mm. $26 million this film cost. Not a cent more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not even one in ten and ten obvious on screen. It does look pretty cheap, doesn't it? it I mean, this really looks does. very, very uh, B stroke slee movie. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a step above Cyber Tracker, but not by much. It's the props, particularly twenty six million dollars back then wasn't wasn't chump change, but. If you, th- if you think Danny Boyle made Sunshine for 30 million. Yeah, um, <laughs> 20 years after, yeah. Or nearly 20. Um, yeah, it's... It really is the props. It's when they were, that guy got thrown through the door after the explosion earlier when it looked like they'd, you know, picked up some cardboard off the street and some foil. And a, and a pink ball gag. Well, not even a ball gag, just a pink sponge. Good question. What is going on? 
<laughs> That's an amazing line. You wouldn't believe the shit you're in. Even though Johnny hasn't learned his lesson. Pull the trigger, Johnny. I do like to see someone enjoy their work, though. Hmm. (laughs) 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 Perfectly enjoying a beef gone to waste there. (laughs) I think this might... I think this might be a slightly censored version of this we're watching because I seem to remember that being a little bit more graphic. (laughs) This is the UK cut of it, so it could well be censored. I love how the production designers also consulted the futurists for what guns would look like in the future and they told them they would look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and they've sort of made that vision a reality. Yeah, that's another mistake sort of badly thought out, badly designed films set in the future do. It's like, you know, guns, they're largely tubes and they've looked the same for a long time. So mm. just leave them and people will think about them. You start making them look like that and suddenly they look very, very glaring. Let's stick lots of things on it. Do they have any function? No, but but they're on it. <laughs> I just say, just stick with an AK. You can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for 70 years. Why would it stop working in the future? So. Yeah, but they need to make it a techno AK where they'd, I don't know, strap a flashlight on the bottom of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> this DVD of Johnny Mnemonic is rated 15. Um, I know it's just that is um, BBFC being very stringent in the mid-90s or something there. But it does have a man getting cut in three. <laughs> well, there's nothing in the alternate versions listed on IMDb to suggest that there were any cuts. It's a Japanese version that's got it's a completely different cut, which is apparently yeah, a closer, lot more to, closer to the um, director's vision. Now, oh. I find it hard to believe, though, because nothing about this film so far says to me vision in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Nine minutes of additional manga. <laughs> One minute of additional Takeshi. I would have liked to see that additional bit of Takeshi. There's apparently also some better footage of Dolph Lundgren, of all people. Uh, apparently his character is a bit more of a rant at some points, which gave a, a bit more depth to his character. But um, a bit more nuance. Yeah. A, a Dolph Lundgren character with depth and nuance. Uh, yes. That I would like to see. Yeah. So uh, apparently uh, I should see an interview with William Gibson. He reckons this was something of a missed opportunity. But... Uh, it, I struggle to see what you could have done to make this much better. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Okay, 
Um, oh, I think there's a good film to be made. Well, the idea is interesting, but I'm pretty sure the execution is pretty awful. Uh, hmm. This is from the the Never Wrong Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, uh, so the director and William Gibson himself originally envisaged making an art film on a small budget, but they didn't get the money. Um, and then the director said that the what? project... The project they, did, they didn't get as little money as they wanted. They accidentally yeah. got $26 million <laughs> instead. <laughs> Oh, we can't um, make the art house picture we wanted to now. But well, see, I think um, there's some sort of basic swindle that happened here because the co- the director said that the project started out as an arty one and a half million dollar movie, and it became a thirty million dollar movie because we couldn't get a million and a half. Well, I think what you did is you got twenty six million dollars, you spent a million and a half, mm. um, and you've pocketed the rest, and that explains why it looks so terrible. <laughs> At the very least, somewhere, some, <laughs> someone got a massive tax write-off out of it. Oh, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. we got a $26 million movie because we couldn't get a million and a half dollars. Okay. I know Hollywood financing is very, very odd and deeply immoral, but that's taking the biscuit. People are doing Kickstarter all wrong. I <laughs> know <laughs> basically... Um, this is just like a movie version <laughs> of the producers. Of the fact he actually just went cross-eyed This couldn't have been all that um, all that long before Speed. Is it not the year after Speed? Isn't it Speed 94? Oh, was it after? Yeah. Mm. I'm sure Speed was 1994. This is 95. Yeah, sure enough. Apparently this was Dolph Lundgren's last... Um, Cinematic release until the Expendables. Expendables yeah. <laughs> wow, well, that killed us. Give your stone dead, didn't it? <laughs> it was flourishing as well. <laughs> Such a cruel twist <laughs> of fate. I know, I mean, because Dolph Lundgren was in all those films. He was in Universal Soldier and Rocky Four, and yeah. <laughs> That was sad for him. He-Man. Oh, crikey, He-Man. That's something I've not thought about in a many a moon. I can honestly say I've never watched He-Man. Oh, he needs a computer. It'll um, not surprise you to learn that He-Man's awful. I hope you don't expect me to just take your word for that, Drew. No, I don't. I expect you to watch it and to find out. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> he seems to have stumbled into a warehouse and fall out here. You know, I read that Dolph Lundgren fact earlier as well, but I don't think it's correct because he was in Blackjack in 1998, directed by John Woo. 
an unusual confluence of events. Data gloves. Okay. <laughs> uh, these are for the Nintendo Entertainment System, yeah. yes. The power glove. <laughs> I love cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're so close to virtual reality being a being a, a true consumer product as well. So soon we'll all have this technology available to us. It just cracked me up that nobody learned from uh, the lawnmower man. <laughs> just stop doing this shit. <laughs> people should have learned from Cyberzone with Craig Charles. Awooga! <laughs> Was anyone watching this thinking, ooh, the future? Was anyone <laughs> watching this? <laughs> so apparently it did double its budget, um, so it made $52 million. Was that domestic or? Um, worldwide. Worldwide. Oh, well. Crazy Bob's computer shop. You don't get names like that in this country. <laughs> Desperately needs a different sound back. <laughs> you know, you can just right click and go recall email, Johnny, right? <laughs> and you know, Google normally has such a minimalist interface for its search, but this, this is crazy. It's just, it's just that thing of, I suppose, uh, people are a little bit more savvy about it now, but for the longest time, if, if computers were involved in Hollywood, it's just, oh, yeah, right, display, throw, throw numbers at them, throw numbers. Yeah. That's what computers are, it's numbers. Numbers and beeping, Craig, lots of beeping. Beeping and bizarre every animations. Input, every keystroke must have a beep, everything on screen must have a beep. It's all about the beeps. Abstract shapes. Yeah. And it's like the mouse was never invented because everything's clackety, 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 clackety. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, everybody's everything with the keyboard in yeah. films. <laughs> well, I guess, apart from bits of this where he turns into a mental mime fest, but... It's the 2021 equivalent of those uh, walls in uh, Nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty. It's either that or something from the Amiga demo scene. (laughs) Yeah, all this fit into 64k. Yes, they've put a virus on us. Yes. <laughs> that is how the future talk is. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This all made sense in someone's head. <laughs> Another expensive explosive effect there. <laughs> I mean, there must have been good dollar or two worth of petrol there, I think. I was going to say, I was literally <laughs> going to say two dollars of gasoline in a bucket there. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a bad name for indie film, that, I think. <laughs> Two dollars of gasoline in, in a bucket. bucket. Maybe that'll be the first uh, Fudzons <laughs> film. film. There you go. There he is. About time. I still remember Catano, uh, because he speaks no English, had to learn all of his lines phonetically, and, mm. and you wouldn't know. <laughs> yes, he's disguised that well, hasn't he? Yeah. In this film, Dolph Lundgren basically looks like he's playing Rasputin. <laughs> to be fair, in that one scene, he's probably more shown a bit more charisma than Johnny has in the entirety of the rest of it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right now, Dolph Lundgren's not the one who deserved to come out of this without a career. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. For, form a cue. <laughs> Dolph is somewhere at the back. <laughs> I, I don't understand the design of this phone at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I genuinely don't understand that. And he's typed in far more yeah, than he's still like 30 <laughs> seven digits. digits. <laughs> 9-1-1. <laughs> <laughs> said with a great deal of faith <laughs> everyone else seems pretty set on cutting your head off Johnny I'd planned for the worst I know at the time it caused sniggers when they announced you know oh it's a film in which um Keanu Reeves rents out empty space in his head, snigger, snigger. Um, I remember thinking at the time, oh, come on, give the guy a break. And now that I'm watching it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has happened to her? Has she just forgotten how to stand up? Just, she's got nass. She's got... <laughs> Bad acting. Um, <laughs> so, what are the symptoms of this? I don't know. Flop around a bit. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mister Director. I can see why you've worked. <laughs> not worked again. Cramp everywhere. 
You know it's a dystopian future because there's steam coming out of everything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Either that or noir. <laughs> oh, Hal's been stripped back a bit. <laughs> She's spazzing out. <laughs> Quick, layer on the future bed. <laughs> it's a special well, type of bed made of something called memory foam. <laughs> this bed can hold 10 gigabytes of data, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, the end of her back is a sensible place to... Oh, I suppose it's meant to be her spine, but... <laughs> yes, one would assume it is. Well, let's not take anything for granted. Henry Rollins, though, did do music for this as well because, you know, um, one crime in this film wasn't bad enough. <laughs> I mean, he's awful in this Henry Rollins, but at least there's some like vague attempt at emotion which is more than perhaps anybody else <laughs> in the film has tried so far apart from Dolph yeah. Lundgren smiling yeah and to be fair if Henry Rollins said lie face down in this bed while I shank you in the back right in the spine I probably would just say okay okay Henry I respect your work in Black Flag so I guess you know what you're doing I'm terrified of you Henry <laughs> Full custom biomechanics. It's almost a total body prosthesis. Nice to see someone dressed comfortably in this film. make this mistake in these films of imagining the future of what 11 years ahead being so <laughs> 11 years from now people will be able yeah. to register their artificial intelligences with fucking passports and citizenship <laughs> no it's only 11 years you're talking about what was it I was watching recently I think it was Predator 2 which it's set, I think I can't remember the exact dates, but I think it's like set in '97. It was made yeah, in '94 yeah. or something like that. It's like four or five years in the future. Yeah, and he turned Ellie into a total hellhole with gang warfare running rampant throughout the whole place. It's like, how badly did you think the next few years were going to go? <laughs> I don't know. Several opinions I've heard about Ellie would suggest that wasn't that far off the truth. <laughs> Can't act. <laughs> yes, yes, you do have a problem up there, Johnny. Oh, Rasputin. <laughs> ra ra, Rasputin. Ra ra, Dovlin Grin. <laughs> Savior of the guy the looks especially like Francis Rossi out of status quo. He likes it, he likes it, he likes it. He <laughs> likes it. <laughs> oh, he likes it. 
Hit it with a hammer. Hit it with a hammer. Yes, please hit it with a hammer. Yes, go on. That'll do. (laughs) I can't believe that Dolph Lundgren is genuinely comfortably the best thing in this film so far. (laughs) I don't know, your status quo fella's doing quite well for himself here. Yeah. Well, he's obviously gone for the, very much the um, Crocodile Dundee school of knives, isn't he? <laughs> now, this is a knife affix. He's a very trusting fellow to let him proper otherwise run it across his eye. <laughs> Yes, she's dying, so it's good that you wipe any crumbs out of the corner of her mouth, Henry. Yes. That. <laughs> it was the crumbs that were causing her to spaz out. <laughs> I do love how all the problem here is caused by the amount of data we need to offload to a, probably the smallest hard disk drive you could possibly buy these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for that is life's in serious danger. Yeah. A top end SD card. <laughs> Johnny, have you got fifty dollars on you? Yes, right. We're going to Maplin. <laughs> Don't know, Henry. Some say a hospital might have been. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have hospitals in the future. They only have techno hospitals. It's, it's unusual to see um, a film where the acting is so universally terrible. That's it. <laughs> well, and anything that's not, you know. Straight to video, yes. So yeah, cinematic release with like, yeah. that much money, but like for yeah. like, at least somebody wasn't given it a go or something. So everybody's just like, why is everybody in this film so concerned about making sure everyone gets some sleep? <laughs> it's important. I'm guessing it's just <laughs> expressing how they felt on the set. <laughs> I really want to go to bed. This is terrible. Make it stop. <laughs> of course he's fine of course he's raspy then they couldn't kill him could they, they could just kill him. <laughs> good old Ivan Drago Well, he has a whole suite of cyber what's it doodads, so you're not going to get rid of him just by knocking him over with this converted garbage truck that he's driving. In a stairwell, Johnny. <laughs> oh, hang on. How prophetic of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the only hospital left, Johnny. You remember how in 2001 they were all shut down after Obamacare turned everyone into robots. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Fucking pharmacom. Yeah. Everybody, be quiet. I have something to say. You all need to get some sleep. <laughs> What charts? <laughs> they can't possibly have been expecting him. Henry Rollins in a white coat. I just do not buy Henry Rollins as a doctor. <laughs> We're medicine sons from tears. Yes. We're all that's left of Boopa. <laughs> oh, they found a way to make the um, the props cheaper. That's impressive. Put on this techno bandana. This techno bandana. Look, yeah, listen, Keanu. A- um, I know you're worried about. It, honestly, we spent at least a dime on this. <laughs> Here's a bit of blue tack to fix it at the back. <laughs> I mean, a film has a budget of, you know, a couple million dollars and they don't have uh, much money and they just go down to Radio Shack and they pick every light and thing they can find. That's okay. When you have $26 million, there is no excuse for things looking this shoddy. <laughs> I think the thing is, though, right? It's intentionally they've what they've done is overshot the shoddiness in terms of yeah, we want this bleak dystopian future, so let's make everything look shit. But hmm. they've over they've overshot the mark. I actually genuinely think people were just pocketing the money. <laughs> That's what the, I was trying to think. What made that bandana techno bandana thing maybe think of? Basically, I think somebody's trying to play Connect Four on Keanu Reeves' forehead. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought you'd need 320 gig for that. They were hiding their pornography stash in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally copied it all across. <laughs> yeah. You got Pharmacom's records for their new prototype cure for NAS and the latest patch for Bloodborne. <laughs> mm. William Gibson had um, been quoted as saying that basically what happened was Johnny Mnemonic was taken away and recut by the American distributor in the last month of its pre-release life and it went from being a very funny, very alternative piece of work to being something that had been very unsuccessfully chopped and cut into something more mainstream. 
I would say that it's quite confidently neither of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible thing that was cut into something more terrible, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think that's a case of the truth lying somewhere in between. I think the truth is several thousand miles to the west <laughs> yep. of either of those. I don't know. I think you're being unfair. What's more mainstream than Dolph Lundgren slash Rasputin beating up Henry Rollins? Yes. Shouting <laughs> repent sinners. <laughs> to be honest with you, Scott, if the film were just... Um, Henry Rollins and Rasputin get on in um, a physical <laughs> battle. I'd watch that. I'm that glad, I'm glad you end, I'm glad you eventually <laughs> added the words in a physical battle to the end of that. At this point, though, if it was just Henry Rollins and Dolph Lundgren getting on, it's going to be better than this. Um, not really my Sex, bag, that sort of thing, but that would do me. Anything that wasn't this... <laughs> Any other day of the week, my money would be on Rollins. Not right now, though. Not right now. <laughs> no. If you're it's joining hard. the betting in progress on that one, you yeah, it's, it's hard to see how he's going to come back from that. <laughs> I don't think Ray Winstone popping up to offer me live odds is going to sway that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's megaphone again. <laughs> Wait, I know where I've seen spooky computer women before. I think it's Borderlands. Wait, wait, Takahashi, listen to me before you're out of time. The odds are now 10 to 5. <laughs> on, <laughs> on mnemonic scoring next. I don't know, Borderland, if this woman's um, in the next scene is going to tell Keanu Reeves he has to open the vault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, we're back to heaven. <laughs> Is this what William Gibson meant about a very humorous uh, uh, pile of garbage? Yeah, yes. oh, he did describe it as being very funny, very alternative. I assume alternative um, to good, so <laughs> bad might be the one for that. You know, it's not conventionally entertaining. You know, like it's not entertaining is what you mean. Yes. <laughs> Has anyone read much William Gibson stuff? Oh, I read no. I read Neuromancer and I read some of his short stories, including this, but that's about it. Because mm, I, I seem to remember trying to read Neuromancer, but I just didn't like it very much. I, so yeah, probably bodes I, poorly for this film, really. I saw it through to the end, but I don't know whether I was just at an age where my critical faculties were behind the curve, but I, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as I was expecting to. Actually, I think I'm... But actually, no, that's not the case, because I read it only just... About a year before I first read Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. Which is... Infinitely, so infinitely better. Of, yeah, it's really what I think of when I think cyberpunk rather yeah. than any of Gibson stuff. It's, mm. Yeah, it's Snow Crash for me, yeah.
Uh, what? What is this? <laughs> what is this? A mechanism for dropping cars for? Defense, I guess. Right. It's an interesting defense mechanism to assume that someone's going to stand there. <laughs> This bridge has a strong defense a mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beetle. It's <laughs> a frightening you know, thought. I like Keanu Leaves generally, but I mean, let's be clear, acting's not his forte, no, that's which is unfortunate for an actor. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I was saying earlier, just there's some um, everything I've ever heard about Keanu Reeves just seems like a genuinely nice bloke. Um, mm. and even, he's a genuinely nice guy, and it's not that he's it's not that he's dull. He's he's intelligent enough. I've I've, yeah. I've you know I've seen and read enough interviews with him to understand that he's an erudite fellow. He's 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 definitely not thick. He's just he just comes across that way when he pretends to be other people. A lot of people made the mistake of thinking that just because he actually pauses to think about what he says for a bit means that he's dumb. Yeah, but um, we've established that he does want room service, so that's a plus. But when when you put the lines in front of him, he's to say, and he still pauses. That's <laughs> that's a problem. With Kenny Reeves, though, I mean, he has had some. Like interesting performances like I mean The Matrix it's not fantastic acting but it's still a deeply entertaining film and he's very watchable in that um, he actually mm. works pretty well in Bill and Ted right um, and then even the sort of like kind of throwaway stuff like rom-coms he's done like um, Something's Gotta Give where in which yeah. he plays a doctor actually not completely unbelievable as a doctor in that film so <laughs> you can't given even it's maybe the direction is the key I'm assuming he's not as good as Henry Rollins is as a doctor. I see this thing. You can't buy Henry Rollins as a doctor. You could potentially buy Keanu Reeves as a doctor and something's got to give. So, actually. Could we buy Ice-T as a doctor? <laughs> With those glasses, I could possibly buy him as a welder. <laughs> a wonderfully practical entry mechanism to his <laughs> his overground layer. Yes. Of course, Ice T would go on to reprise this character directly in S- Law and Order SVU. For some reason, I thought you were going to say S Club Seven. I'm really confused. Law and Order S Club Seven. Yeah. They're always having bad VR flashbacks. <laughs> no, Greg Charles, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cyberzone. That's the second day we've come back to Cyberzone in this film. That's two times too many. There's <laughs> clearly oh, something there for you fellas. <laughs> it was painful to watch. It's truly painful, yep. And for anybody listening who has no idea what we're talking about, just um, Lister from Red Dwarf in the mid-90s had a BBC game show based on virtual reality, which was every bit as awful as a mid-90s BBC game show based on virtual reality sounds. <laughs> we'll, uh, if, if we remember, let's see if we can find a, a YouTube clip or something and put it in the show notes. <laughs> 
But it's easy to imagine. Just imagine four polygons repeating endlessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You think it's hard to convey um, virtual reality now with um, things like the Oculus Rift and stuff? Yeah. Try doing that in the 1990s. <laughs> Where frame rates maxed out at maybe three per second. Oh, pal, minute, possibly. Per minute, actually, <laughs> Just imagine the Sentinel on uh, the Amstrad CPC 464 as a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, with that pace. It's, um, and, and a sad, strange man from British television desperately trying to coin <laughs> a catchphrase. Oh, oh, I mean, like, well, possibly the most memorable thing about Cyberzone was that um, John Fashionu stole mm. Craig um, Charles's catchphrase for gladiators. gladiators. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know about the film. That's the most interesting thing about it. <laughs> Says a lot about Fash the Bash, really. If he, if he thinks, what what catchphrase shall I steal? I know a wooga. I love that they've put Venetian. They've bothered to put Venetian blinds in this um, ramshackle bridge layer. <laughs> like Ice T's uh, anarchy tattoo. Oh, a in a circle. Oh, so I've just Straight been sponsored Batman. by acupuncture shoes, actually. <laughs> Does this film look like it's been sponsored by anyone? Oh, there was a very prominent AT&T logo earlier. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it does, I'm afraid. Yeah. But, um, I guess that's more money that just went to somebody's pocket directly as opposed to on-screen. They put all their money into old TVs. Yes. But when were flat screens obviously going to become the f- the prominent display technology? Do you think? Uh, I don't know, look at um, wasn't Back that long ago. Parts um, two. There's a big plasma screen in that, and that was like 1987. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you probably couldn't. Well, certainly not at the time. You couldn't have afforded to buy lots of flat screens to uh, put in that weird arrangement. But still, yeah, you so could have. Is that a dolphin they've got? <laughs> Yes, yes, it's a dolphin. Why have got a dolphin on a bridge? Because he's a data expert who will be able to solve Johnny's problems, oh, of course. Also, so, <laughs> so it's a problem. Um, we're about to find out, I believe, that Ice-T is in fact a dolphin, which I'm really puzzled about. I'm thinking I must have misread IMDb because it just is... Oh, sorry, <laughs> um, Wikipedia, because it says we find out that Ice-T's character's a dolphin. I want to see what's happening here. Okay, this is how bad this film. Its dolphin isn't as good as Sequest DSV's dolphin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're comparing it, the film badly to a mid nineties TV program, that that doesn't really say a lot for it, does it? <laughs> At least in Sequest DSV, Roy Schneider did eventually get that bigger boat. (laughs) (laughs) Before we put you in here, Johnny, you go and get some sleep. It's important. And have some breakfast afterwards. It's the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Want to give you a little massage, Johnny. 
intense. <laughs> Before I plug you into this dolphin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Still the most convincing actor I've ever seen so far in the film. That that dolphin is very much out of the school of Bruce the Shark, though, isn't it? Although possibly <laughs> less convincing than that was. <laughs> I wasn't just joking about you. I I'm genuinely think that this money was just pocketed because there is not $26 million on screen here. There's not even a tenth it was, of that. It was all spent on helmets. It was all, it was all sunk into the mega CD game that never got released, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dolphin sitting there thinking, do we really need to go through all this to ascertain that I want a fish? <laughs> well, you know the last fish died in 2001 because of Obamacare turning people into robots. <laughs> I've just realised what that, um, the stuff in the back of that dolphin was making me think of. I've just realised it was Battle Cat from He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> It was obviously Dolph Lundgren's idea. (laughs) I could have sworn I just saw a ninja in some welding goggles. (laughs) Uh, Just to make it easier to, to follow this with a conversation going on, I did try to find some subtitles for this, but they're at the wrong speed. So I'm now watching subtitles that are about um, 15 seconds ahead of me. I know the film doesn't make any more or less sense than it would if I didn't have them. <laughs> yeah, you show that bridge. Yes. Why, why is she so angry? And why is she of a law? The youth of today, Scott. <laughs> angry to everything no she doesn't seem that she doesn't seem that concerned about the safety of who I assume are her friends who are also on the bridge besides the ninjas that she's <laughs> trying to kill look you don't know the the engagement protocols for Operation Random Fire I can't find the drivers for the dolphin interface Johnny <laughs> I've tried every USB port it's just getting devices <laughs> unrecognised maybe it's a dolphin <laughs> in windows I plugged the dolphin into a different port and it's got to reinstall everything again (laughs) oh you got old son (laughs) oh she's I thought she was so who yeah so who was she she's not not the ninja but the person with the bazooka um, yeah She's far away. She just dis- she just appeared. She's just um, her own thing. She's just angry with the world. Damn it! I thought she was one of the people from the bridge who wasn't currently on the bridge, but who was pissed off at the ninjas. 
I, from what you're talking about, realised that apparently I stopped watching this about 15 minutes ago. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Genuinely, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I switched off and didn't even realise I'd done so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Takeshi. Open the vault! <laughs> <laughs> Open the vault, Vault Hunter. <laughs> Is this whole thing just a, a big pharma? Yep. Conspiracy fucking. Yeah. <laughs> If you played the first Deus Ex game, it's essentially the same thing with the uh, green mm-hmm. anite thing that we've got going on. Okay, there's some of this disappointing. No, the idea of like having storage in your head and being a courier for data and then like big pharma conspiracy things, those are all reasonable. It's just, it's basically being scripted by a, um, a four-year-old chimpanzee. <laughs> You look like you need to sleep, Johnny. Well, there was actually a facial expression from Keanu Reeves there that wasn't the same as the one that he's had on his, fil- his face for the rest of the mm. film. Now, mildly perturbed. <laughs> Ow. Surely every single person who might have started um, listening to a comedy watch this film has turned this film off by now. I would hope so. Because well, it's yeah. genuinely one of the dullest things I've ever seen. Anyone anyone who hasn't isn't the type of person I want subscribing to our <laughs> What puzzles me is given that given that the atrocities they've committed on the guns, why they've not committed to making, I don't know, techno-led pipes to hit people with as well by bolting random LEDs up onto them and... It's a data crowbar. Must, must, must he do that so dramatically every time? We get it. You've got a cool nanofiber fucking laser whip thing. <laughs> Good to see that the ridiculous over-the-top makeup is now extended to the men as well. <laughs> ah, time for the big sleep, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, did he lose the heat, pal? <laughs> <laughs> if you lose the head, you are fucked. <laughs> I might get that tattooed somewhere. <laughs> no, not the thumb. <laughs> My only weak point. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> the fact that a shipping container's just landed on top of him for good measure. <laughs> a flaming shipping it's, it's container. It's one of those flammable metal shipping containers, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, where else do you think they're going to keep their flames? <laughs> I forgot about Dolph Lundgren. 
Mm. What is he actually in this film? Is he just um, uh, he's just wandering about for some reason? I've, I think he's craft services and he just keeps wandering <laughs> onto the set. <laughs> I've lost co- um, track of he's, what he was supposed to be doing. He was a hitman hired by Takeshi Kitano to get Johnny. Yeah. But I think he's now just doing it for fun. Is that an actual explanation, Scott? Because I've got no interest in an actual explanation at all. Yeah, no, that is the actual explanation. And he was going to play him triple if he got the head within 24 hours. Now get asleep, Johnny. (laughs) Come to Jesus. <laughs> Slightly inflated opinion of himself. Oops. I was supposed to be on silent. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, I almost didn't notice. I just assumed it was another bleep. <laughs> then I realised, oh wait, we're not in a VR sequence right now. I, I assumed he was using a techno knife with added bleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dolphin, get him with your cyber satellites. Spawn of Satan. <laughs> All right, the Dolphin's got a radar death ray. <laughs> Don't use, doesn't yours? <laughs> <laughs> ah, my cyber things. Ah, they're out of warranty. <laughs> Oh no, is, I, is Dolph Jesus Rasputin going to die? <laughs> well, things don't look too good for him right oh. now. I mean, he's on fire. <laughs> but he's looking so. very Jesus-y at the moment, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> that archetypal image of Jesus. <laughs> A flame holding onto two massive electrical cables while his... King nanites explode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you were brought up, but that's the story. So I've got gold. <laughs> well, if you dread your techno Bible. <laughs> oh, it's such a trope. <laughs> The death by immolation of Techno Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All his augmentations going a bit haywire. People, people, that's what people fail to understand. The Bible's quite clear about that. It was resurrected because of uh, nanites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This, this dolphin will take you into the data. Well, there's a sentence I didn't wake up expecting to hear today. <laughs> yes, and we've just seen how effective fire is on. <laughs> Whatever. Goodbye, Shodan. <laughs> so, have we established who she is? 
she was the previous CEO of Pharmacom or something who was her AI was uploaded to a mainframe and was living oh, in the course. virtual world or in, something. In Switzerland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. In the virtual world in Switzerland, apparently. You got to hack your own brain. Shouldn't take too long, Johnny. <laughs> now get asleep. <laughs> Yes, yes, Cyber Dolphin, we're aware you exist. I'm going to take you into the data, Johnny. <laughs> What's that, Cyber Dolphin? Johnny's stuck down a well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, get your VCRs ready because we have them in 2027. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got AIs being uploaded onto onto remote <laughs> networks, but we're still recording on VCR. Get your Betamax ready. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, we're going to back your brain up to eight-track tape. <laughs> we got this new tech. It's a wax cylinder. <laughs> You know how in recent years I've complained quite a lot about you know, particularly the big budget mainstream summer blockbusters devolving into CG things hitting other CG things? Yes. I would much rather watch that than this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This mental <laughs> abstraction of things is quite... <laughs> I'm finding it quite entertaining. Someone, as I say, someone somewhere was paid to visualise this in a way that made sense to them. <laughs> and apparently, them alone. I'll bet it was David Cage. This looks a lot like Omicron, the nomad soul. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Any minute now, he's going to take a time out for a Bowie concert. <laughs> Come on. No Come way. on, Cyber Dolphin. The Dolphin got plenty of juice left. Dude, why is he hacking his own oh, brain now? This is, this is very, very lawnmower man, isn't it? Mm. He needs to get the final image to unlock the nonsense. Oh, yeah. I think you mean he needs the final nonsense to unlock the nonsense, Scott. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yes, headbutt that thing. <laughs> Very running man. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier, actually, with those satellite dishes popping up. Um, although, uh, just this running man, you can see where the money was spent. <laughs> You mean on Jesse Ventura's costume at the end, I take it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that must be at least 13 or $14, Scott. <laughs> a good couple of hundred on his hairpiece, though. Yeah. 
I, I sure hope all the people who this data is intended for had time to find a blank VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh, data burst at the end of Bad Influence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. That's it. <laughs> None of this can possibly make any sense to these people just standing watching it. <laughs> well, now I'm cured. Thankfully. Praise Jesus if we hadn't just emulated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus is dead, Scott. <laughs> what? It's the <laughs> omen. <laughs> if only. No, Seriously. we're in the Overlook Hotel now. No, little boy, tricycle, ball. Suddenly, this is the omen. <laughs> I did it for you, Davy, uh, Johnny. <laughs> it's, all, it's all for you. <laughs> oh, that, that's yeah. convenient. <laughs> you have a nice birthday, Johnny. <laughs> now get some sleep. <laughs> He's finally getting his sleep. There you go. <laughs> I'll get you some Cocoa Pops. Man just wants a lie in. He's just hacked his own brain, for heaven's sake. <laughs> and for no reason, the Pharmacon building <laughs> went on fire. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Your own personal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the point in that? <laughs> <laughs> So this is where the Fight Club stole its uh, final scenes from. Yes. <laughs> no pixies playing over these credits, though. <laughs> you totally made me at a very interesting time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a thing. Yes, that, that was a thing that I don't regret in every <laughs> way whatsoever. <laughs> that, was a, that was an hour and a half that just happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if nothing else, we've we're now able we've, to carry the message of techno Jesus. <laughs> and for anybody who um, who was uh, following that and watching it with us, don't blame us. Nobody put a gun to your head. <laughs> mm. Well, no, don't shoot yourself in the head. That's where the data is. <laughs> it's a list of shame. <laughs> So what have we learned here, apart from not to watch this film? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, technology is always sort of bad. The representation in films it just never really worked quite if, well, but this if, is as bad as you can expect, really. Every IT department ought to have a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I have learned that um Yeah. That that's what I've learned. <laughs> Well, at least we got an answer that was Rocket Launcher Yakuza, so yes. I, assume, I assume that was her name. Yes, Rocket Launcher Yakuza. It's just a coincidence that she had the Rocket Launcher. Rocket Launcher Yakuza, Len Adams, which is easily <laughs> sort of name you'd associate with somebody playing a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famously Anglo-Saxon, those, uh, those Yakuza's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Um... Yeah, a bit of a car crash. Actually, I have to say, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> Actually, quite enjoyable for what it was. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> in many ways underrated. Um. <laughs> this time this film was given a fair reassessment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's obviously really, really good. Um because at, at no point in the middle of that film did I lose interest and check my email instead. <laughs> um, I think I have learned that, um, although I've long suspected um, and heard about how dodgy Hollywood financing is, that um, more than anything I've ever seen, I think, this proves how much you can steal um, mm. and still manage to make a movie with. Because I suspect they basically stole exactly the difference between the one and a half million dollars they wanted and the twenty-six million dollars they got. I'm uh, I'm I'm scanning these credits here because I fully like expect you a ball to pop up at some <laughs> point. And honestly, Udo Kier is basically the acting Uwe Ball. But that much is true. He's worked with them on occasion, hasn't he? Right, the I saw the visual effects you to go past there, and it was a fil- fantasy two film effects. Yes, who won an Academy Award for visual effects work on Terminator Two: Judgment Day? Yes, so I guess they learned something in the interim. Uh, <laughs> oh, they unlearned something given Terminator Two was um, several years before this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what have they been yeah. doing? It's like the unlearned in five years since D two. Well, they got lazy, I think. <laughs> yeah. There you are. The soundtrack is available on Columbia Compact Discs and VHS. I think these credits are coming to an end, so um, we won't apologise because nobody held a gun to your head. But uh, let me just say goodbye. Yes. Um, yeah. I was true. I think possibly I, I lost interest in pretty much everything halfway through this. Um, yeah. Bye. Yeah. See, See ya. ya.